It's easy for us to think that we don't have what it takes to be used by God. The irony is not having what it takes is exactly what God needs to use us. The space between what you have and what God does with it is where God loves to shine. I'm Lori Short, and this is my 10-minute podcast where I share a spiritual insight each week that I hope will encourage you in your faith. And these insights are from the Bible stories that are in my book, Faith, Doubt, and God's Mysterious Timing. And today's story is for so many of us who feel paralyzed by our inadequacy or that what we have is not enough. The story today shows that all God needs is our willingness to give him what we have, no matter how small we might think it is. Our part is stepping out in faith and giving what we have to God. His part is what he does with it. I think there are times when we're afraid to let go of what we have because we don't know if we'll get anything back. It feels risky to give when we need what we're giving. But this is where trust comes in and where our faith becomes real. The story today is a famous one. It's one of the only stories recorded in all four Gospels. It was that important, and it obviously was an event that stood out to the Gospel writers. It's commonly called the Feeding of the 5,000, and it took place after Jesus had been teaching for several hours, and the disciples are concerned that the people are getting hungry, so they want Jesus to send the people away to get food. But Jesus turns it back to the disciples and tells them that they're going to feed them. So all four Gospels record that when the disciples went out to find food, all that was found was five loaves and two fish. Only the Gospel of John tells us where the food came from. John chapter 6 says it was a boy's lunch. So I want to pause and think about this boy. He's got a lunch and there is no food. Andrew points him out, so obviously he doesn't hide the food that he has. That might have been a temptation, and maybe there were some other people in the crowd that had food that did just that. They could have rationalized saying, well, what I have could not possibly meet this need, so I might as well just keep it for myself. But this boy made his lunch known. We don't know if he exactly volunteered his lunch, but he didn't hide it. And Andrew sees it and points it out. And now the boy is going to have to let go of his provision and trust that he'll be okay. And he has to do that before he knows what will happen. I think so often when we read these stories, we're looking at them through the lens of knowing what's going to happen. But if we pause in the middle of the story, we can imagine what it must have felt like to live it. The boy could have said, what I have can't do anything for all these people, so I might as well just keep it for myself. I think we do that when we think about giving to a need that is bigger than we can do anything about. That stops us from doing what we can. We don't know if that went on in this boy's head, but suddenly his lunch was center stage because he was willing to give it. And I imagine that he was probably brought up close to Jesus. We don't hear about him in the rest of the passage, but it was his lunch. So he got a front row seat for what Jesus was about to do. When we risk something big for God, 
we get to be a witness to the bigger miracles that he can do. But we have to step out and trust first. And that's what keeps many of us from doing it. I always like to imagine Jesus putting his arm around this boy and maybe winking at him and saying, watch this. I don't know if that happened, but as the boy watched the pieces of his lunch multiply, he must have been so amazed that God could do so much with the little that he had. So what do we do with this story? Well, first, it encourages us to give what we can, even if we don't think it's very much. Whether it's our money, our time, or our talent, so often our own inadequacies stop us. But God never looks at what we have as inadequate. In fact, our inadequacy is what he's looking for to shine. It's interesting that all four Gospels record that there was only five loaves and two fish. The smallness of the food was actually part of the miracle. All four Gospels record that this was what Jesus used to feed not only 5,000 people, but that probably just represented the men. So there were probably even more people there who were all fed by five loaves and two fish. I think that this is a point in the story for us to realize that what we give doesn't have anything to do with what God can do. And I think he delights when what we give isn't enough because that just makes the miracle bigger. The other thing this story shows us is that we have to step out before we see what God does. There's always a measure of faith. We never know for sure what's going to happen when we take the risk, only after. The boy actually had to hand over his lunch. He had to make his lunch known, and it was gone before he knew what would happen. I think that stops so many of us from taking a step of faith. We want to know what's going to happen. And when we read the Bible, we already know the end of the story. But when we're living a story, we don't know what's going to happen or how God is going to provide. And so that stops many of us and keeps many of us safe. But it's when we take that risk to give God what we have that we get to see what God can do. And it's in those risks, those steps of faith, that God grows our faith and our God becomes bigger because of it. We get to see what he can do. And the last thing we can take away from the story is the encouragement that God uses the small to do the big. We get so caught up in the big and it paralyzes us especially today when we can see everything that's happening all over the world at any given moment. And the crises that happen are so big, we can't make a dent in those crises. And yet it's the smallness of people's gifts, the smallness of what people do that God collects and uses to meet the crisis. We need to simply give what we can. That's all that God is asking us to do. And it's in the small that God works. I know from my own life, I've seen this in my involvement with Haiti. When I first went to Haiti, I was introduced to this country that has been so troubled for so long. And truly, there are many people that have given up on Haiti because the problem is just too big and it never goes away. 
seems like there's always something terrible happening. Kidnappings happen, abject poverty. There was a huge earthquake. So, so many people just think there's nothing we can do. But I know that my involvement with one pastor who is in Port-au-Prince, who's a light in the midst of that dark place, I've been able to see what God can do with the small. And that's all we have. We can only do what we can do. But what God does with the small is like this story. He can do things beyond our imagination and always uses the small to do it. And so as I give my little part to this one man who lives in Port-au-Prince, I know that it can feel like a drop in the bucket, but I've also seen what God has done through his church in that city, in that country. And that's how we have to look at what we give to God. That's what happened to this boy. He realized that just by giving what he had, God did amazing things with it. So what this story shows us is that the greatest faith stories come not from what we do, but what God does with us. I hope that's encouraging for you today. Thanks for tuning in.